And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to our weekly Stay Tuned Sports MMA show. Uh, this is your girlfriend Jimbo here, back again. I know it's been kind of a wonky two weeks with our normal Thursday show, sometimes being on Thursday, sometimes being on Friday, you know, with the holidays and this whole wedding planning stuff. But the wedding planning is slowly coming to an end. I got another month or so, then I'll, I'll be... A husband and I could hide away in my man cave and put more time towards this then <laughs> but uh, hope everybody's holiday was safe and fun and good and had lots of food I I, I, uh, I grilled up for my family we had you know the typical hampers hot dogs but some shrimp kebabs and ziti yeah we ate really good there but uh, all, enough of all that, because obviously I drank a lot that weekend too. <laughs> um, head over to Twitter, follow me at Jimbo St Sports. Follow my uh, well, the show, me and Shoulders show here at St Sports Podcast, and head over to Facebook, like and share our Facebook page there. Um, head over to our YouTube channel, subscribe. If you don't like listen to us on iTunes or Spotify or Google or all those major ones, just head over to YouTube. Throw it up on your TV, uh, play it on your phone, on your PlayStation, whichever you want to do, and sit back and listen to us ramble and argue about Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, you know, the Knicks owner, how Shoulder wants to fight him all the time. But speaking of that, you know, we had our, our show, Me and Shoulder's last uh Friday, Saturday, I forget which day it was, but we are going to either record tomorrow or Saturday, but both of us will be back this week. Um, lot of some, you know, some good topics for, for the show as well, for uh, me and shoulders, but some topics for today's show, uh, and it kind of happened last week as well as uh, carried over this week as far as Gaith say that Conor McGregor should be removed from the rankings, which I'll give my opinion about that. And then McGregor coming out talking about the whole bus incident with Habib, and I, I, I think it, I think McGregor's finally has brain damage after reading some of his comments uh, with uh, Tony Robbins. That's the the interview that he ended up doing it on, but uh. But also, we do have, after a week hiatus, a UFC event this weekend. It's a UFC fight night, even though it's going to be in the afternoon. Gustafsson versus Smith over in uh, Stockholm. So, it won't be on at 8 o'clock at night like the normal normal ones are. It's going to be on the main cards 1 o'clock, and then uh, the prelim is 10 a.m. So, not sure if I'll be... Uh, live tweeting it or not but uh you know we'll see i'll i'll throw a tweet out or something like that to let you guys know but like i said i i haven't been we haven't done our mma show in two weeks 
So I just want to kind of touch on the last UFC fight night. That was uh, Rafael Dos Anjos versus uh, Kevin Lee. Um, card was pretty good. I didn't think it was going to be, but it was it was pretty entertaining to me. Um, I had Rafael Dos Anjos going in as the winner. Just because everybody was picking Lee because of his wrestling and how Dos Anjos has a hard time with wrestlers, which he does, but after I think he fought two other wrestlers before Kevin Lee, um, and he, you know he lost, but I thought he did decent enough that maybe he struck me as like he was starting to learn some different tricks or whatever for some of these top tier or higher ranked uh, wrestlers. And the other reason why I picked Dos Anjos was because this was Kevin Lee's first fight in the welterweight division. He always had a hard time dropping down to 155. He's been campaigning for a 165-pound division, um, which I've talked about that a few times in the past. Um, I think they, they could do a new division, but maybe rework them without adding more divisions, more champions. Um, you know, right now you got the heavyweights, which is you know basically 206 to 265. Uh, light heavyweights, you got weigh in at 205, depending on if it's a championship fight or not. Then you have the middleweights, which is 185, I believe. Welterweights 170. Lightweights are 155. And then 145 is next division down. So I, I kind of agree with Kevin Lee that if you did a 165, I would say get rid of the 155 division. Um, if you're dropping down to be in 155, you're probably walk around at the 165, 170 uh, range anyways. So maybe move up, you know, and then 145 if you're dropping down from 155 you know it's, I, I just think it would be better if they had a 165 division get rid of the the 155 division get rid of the 170 division you know but my worry with Kevin Lee going into this fight uh, two weeks ago was you know like I said this was his first fight at welterweight granted this is his natural um, weight that he walks around at but it's different when you're in the ring, when you're fighting. You're carrying that extra weight that you're not used to. You know, when you're fighting, when you're when you're fighting, you're used to throwing punches at 155, not having that extra 15 pounds. So, not knowing how he was going to react to that, was he going to gas out? Was he, uh, you know, going to slow down? And it was a, a good fight until finally Dos Santos just kept taking him down and finally got, got him down to the ground and submitted him with a arm triangle. Um, now, that following week, I wrote a, a recap of the fights uh, over on bellyupsports.com. And I said... You know, Rafael Dos Anjos going into this fight was ranked, I believe, like three or four. 
as far as Kevin Lee goes, you know, he may still have potential. He's not, you know, up there in age or anything like that. He is probably in his prime years now. I would like to see him fight like Charles Oliveira that was on the, the fight card too. Oliveira is looking for a higher competition after um, knocking out Nick Lentz. And for Kevin Lee, it gives him a chance to take a step back, back I guess, in talent competition-wise to get used to this division. And if he does win, I mean, it's not like he beat some rookie. I mean, Charles has been around for a while. He's a very good fighter. You know, uh, submissions and knockouts and stuff like that. So it's not like he's taken three steps back. It's just he's just I think he just needs to get used to this division. Um, as far as Dos Anjos, I don't think he should be in the title contention just yet. You know, like I said, he was on, I believe, a two-fight losing streak. I always feel you need at least a, a three-fight win streak to get a title shot. When you get those two in a row, then you can start talking about it. When you get that third one, then sure, fine. But I don't think he's ready yet. I think he needs one more top-tier fight to be considered a title contender. He is a little bit older, so this might be his last uh, title run here. But we'll, you know, we'll see what happens with him. One fighter that doesn't have a title run going right now and hasn't had one in six months, eight months, is Mr. Conor McGregor, which I don't know if you guys saw. He, uh, he broke his hand this past week. He was shooting to come back for uh, late summer, early fall for a fight, which one name that got brought up was um, Gaith. Uh, Just, Justin Gaith, was it? But I would love to see that fight because both guys are, are knockout artists. They both have heavy hands. Um... The only difference between the two, Connor doesn't like to. Connor likes to counter, and Gaith has no problem just getting into a brawl. You know he he was in he got interviewed by ESPN. I guess it would be like two weeks ago. Um, talking about you know a couple different things, and one uh, topic that got brought up was about. The potential McGregor fight. Um, McGregor kind of made some comments to Gaith about a, a potential fight. And Gaith said, you know, <clears throat> I have no problem fighting him. You know, let's set it up. If he doesn't want to fight, then UFC needs to, to pull him from the rankings. Now, as a Conor fan, you think I would be like, no, he's a moron. He don't know what he's talking about. Guy's got a point. He, the last time he fought was November. Uh, fought Habib for the belt, lost the belt. And before that, he didn't fight for two, uh, see, I was 18, two years, yeah. Which was, I believe, the Mayweather fight. 
So, I mean, he's not as active as he used to be before he became, you know, proper 12 and, you know, Floyd Mayweather, I'm going to box you and this and that, the other thing. He used to fight two, three times a year when he first started coming up. And now he's not very active. Yes, he's training, you know, good for you. But us Connor fans want to see you in the ring. We want to see you knocking out Habib or doing something different as far as maybe tap him out. You know, like, I, I highly doubt that would happen. But, you know, he's just not active no more. And I think if, if he's really sitting around waiting for the Habib fight, it's about time ESPN says, listen, Connor, th- enough's enough. You know, they, they got the big deal with ESPN. Um, ESPN has the, the, the pay-per-views going through them. Uh, they have some other up-and-coming stars like, uh, you know, Dustin Poirier, who potentially might be fighting Habib. Jason Gaith is another one. Um, You know, a bunch of other fighters. And you know what? I saw also Brandon Schaub. I know a lot of people are taking a lot of shots at him. And I mean, yeah, he wasn't... He was a crappy fighter. I mean, I was trying to figure out a way to, to, to put it nicely for him, but there's no two ways around. He, there, there was, he was terrible. and But he made a point that with this deal that UFC made with ESPN as far as pay-per-view buys and um, just the deal in general, he feels it pretty much sealed the deal for this WWE-type trash talk in the UFC. And you know what? If UFC wants to be... The smarter entity, company, whatever you want to call it, then they should look at Connor and say, you know what? It's done. It's over. Fight. Or just keep on posting pictures of proper 12 and wine and whatever else you're going to make. But if you're not going to fight who we offer you, you're not going to fight. Now, I know Connor, you know, made the comments that he wants what he deserves and this and that and the other thing. I'm sorry, Connor. You did not put UFC on the map. There's only two or three former fighters that helped put UFC where UFC's at. Obviously, Hoist Gracie's the one that helped start UFC. Yes, it was chicken fighting and you know all that other stuff back in the day, but in my opinion. The Forrest Griffin Stephen Bonner fight is what put UFC in the mainstream. That fight was a word to mouth and it, it grew like a wildfire. You don't see Forrest Griffin here now saying, you know what, you guys owe me shares in, in the company because with without me fighting that fight, you wouldn't be here today. And that's where Connor's at right now. And, you know, uh, Gaith even said in his interview, one of the quotes, he said, uh, I don't know, but as far as I'm concerned, he's in the rankings, so he should be available. I'm just sitting in my house in Colorado. I have no idea what the hell is going on with him, but he's number three. He's the only guy ranked ahead of me that doesn't have a fight 
he needs a fight to get back to the title shot. That's me. And that was the other point that uh, Justin Gaeth, um made was Gaith is like, I, I think, ranked number five or so, something like that. The other four guys, the other three guys, minus Connor, all have fights. And Connor's the only one. So why should Gaith fight someone ranked sixth or lower to, to try to get to a title shot? That, that makes no sense. So I don't blame him for keep on trying to call out Connor, who does not have a fight or a match. And I don't blame him for not taking anything other than that. Unless one of these other fighters get hurt and then he can step in short term. Short notice. But again, you know, I agree with Gaith. I think if UFC says Connor, it's Gaith. Or you're just going to sit at home till you take another fight that we offer. That... Whether you like it or not, then, you know, sit, sit at home. It's, it's, it sucks because Connor is a very exciting fighter. He is exciting. His trash talking, minus the whole Habib thing, is pretty fun to, to watch, to listen. Um, that's why I was hoping for the, the Cowboy Cerrone fight, but. You know, now he's fighting uh, Tony Ferguson, which is still a good fight. It's going to be a tough fight, but I think, I'm hoping, because I'm going to go with Cowboy for that fight. Um, I, I think Cowboy finally figured out how to put it all together. You know, he even said that the last fight that he was in with uh, Quinta, he didn't, he really wasn't all motivated into that fight but still figured out a way to get through it and with the win you know so the other uh story that came up last week or early this week was speaking of connor was on a tony robbins um show talking about the infamous bus incident with uh, UFC and uh, I mean you can't you can't really just say it was just McGregor and Hubby because there was other fighters on, on that bus too you know you had uh, Rose who just lost the the belt and uh, Michael Chelsea uh, I forget how you say his name but you know there was a bunch of them and uh, this is why I think Connor has brain damage because he was quoted as saying. At the end of the day, I land at the final blow of the night. Right on his brother's eye socket. Now, let's remember. Connor was fighting Habib for the belt. Connor tapped out. That means the fight is over. That's That was the main event. UFC fight or UFC pay-per-view is over at that point. Yes, they got to announce the, uh, the, the winner, but we all know who the winner was. So for him to say, I landed the final blow of the night, night, no, you didn't. Habib landed by you tapping out. He went on to say, although the match didn't go my way, the fight went my way. Again. You lost, so the fight didn't go your way. Keeps going on to say, uh, and trust me when I tell you, Tony, this war is not over. If this fight does not happen again, if it does not get reset, it's on them. 
They're running away. I'm here for the fight and here for the rematch. Now, as far as that statement goes, there's one thing that worries me a lot. And then another thing that he sounds sane, like it sounded normal. The thing that scares me is the fact that he said, and trust me when I tell you, Tony, this war is not over. If it was Cowboy versus Nate Diaz or whatever, and they said that, I, I know they would be talking about the fight in the octagon. But with the the bad blood between these two, the the, the tweets between each, uh, each of them, taking shots at their wives, shots at their religion, this is still going to spill over into the crowd. I just You could just see it. I don't care how much security they put in. Because they upped the security at, at Vegas, where they fought, and somehow Habib still got into the the crowd going after uh, Connor's uh, teammate. So I still see this going badly, especially if Connor loses again. Now I also see if Connor does win, say by knockout. I could see him standing over Habib making, you know, disgusting gestures or, or something like that. And I, I hope it don't come to that. But the, the final thing he did say is, with, with that quote, is, if it doesn't get reset, it's on them. They're running away. I'm here for the fight and here for the rematch. You know, if, if Habib's not taking it, I would like to know why Habib's not taking it. And just out of curiosity, I mean, is it because Connor's taking all these shots at his religion, at his wife and that stuff? Then, you know what? Even though I don't like him, I don't want to say I don't like him. I want to say that even though I don't really root for him, I wouldn't blame him. You know, at some point, you got to have some respect for your fellow fighters. Yeah, trash, trash talk. Sell the fights. But there's a line that you don't cross. And Connor constantly, constantly crosses it. It's almost like he's crossing it so that the fight doesn't get made so he don't get embarrassed again. You know, and... It's... 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 It sucks because, like I said, you know, it, Connor is a, a good fighter. Um, it's just sad that he's gotten to this point. But there was a lot of quotes um, that I did take from the the episode with, with Tony Robbins because it was it was it was on the Tony Robbins podcast, and uh, he talked about when he realized Habib's brother was in the ring. He uh, he said one of uh, Habib's teammates, whom McGregor mistakenly referred to as Habib's brother was trying to join the fight outside of the octagon. I seen him there. It was like a Christmas present. He was right there. I just smacked him right in the eye socket. We started off fighting on top of the cage. It was broken up. That one I kind of remember. I, I remember seeing uh, some of the commission people coming over, taking people off the off the ring and stuff like that. Um, one of the last things he said was, uh, the final one was the original brother who was on the top of the cage. 
He threw a right hand. As he threw the right hand, I threw a left hand. Boom. There's an image, an aerial image of the right hand just whipping by my face and my left hand just landing flush down the pipe. Um, the final blow of the night. So that's it. I win. Again, you did not win. So, like, if, if this is the type of fighting you want to do, go to bare knuckle. Take the gloves off. You know, you don't want to fight legally. You want to start riots and, you know, pandemonium. Do what Kimbo Slice did. He made a living off of that. For how many years? Go back to Ireland. Fight that way. But don't put other people in harm's way because you don't like the guy's religion or, or whatever your issue is. He he won fair and square. Take the loss like a man. Go back to the drawing board. Figure out a way to, to defeat him. Now he did say that he did have his, his game plan kind of changed up because uh, he was worried about I believe uh, with Habib's wrestling, he was worried about, so he didn't really want to throw the kicks too much and stuff like that. And that makes me wonder, too, if that's why his coach, uh, Kavanaugh, doesn't want to coach him anymore. Well, at least, you know, if there's another Habib fight. Like, is, is there a falling out between those two? So... You know, it's, I'm gonna be once again curious to see what happens with Connor. Um, see what fight he gets is gonna be Gaith, which I think would be a fun fight. But I know damn well he's not gonna take it if it's not a main event. I mean, he's gonna say, "Well, uh, who's this guy? Who the fuck is this guy?" You know. But all UFC has to say is, "Hey, Connor, go look at the, the last three, four fights of his, and you'll see who he is. He knocks people out." And sometimes very badly. He embarrasses people with, with the knockouts. It's pretty, pretty sickening. So, one last thing before we go. We got UFC Fight Night. Gustafsson versus Smith this week, uh, this weekend. Uh, the main card, there's three light heavyweight fights. A featherweight, lightweight, and a, actually two uh, featherweight fights. Starts off with Daniel... Tamer versus Sung Bin Joe. So Sung Bin Joe is this is a debut fight. Um, when I was looking at Tamer's uh, record, I think he's like six and three or so, but he's on a, a three fight losing streak. Um, Bin Joe has nine uh, nine professional fights, five knockouts, four submissions. So it sounds like the kid has. Kid could put you away any, any time, anywhere. Um, so I'm going with uh, with the the rookie Sung Bin Joe. I'm gonna, you know, maybe I'm gonna go with a uh, submission win for him. Then after that one, we have Damir Hadzovic versus Christos Gigas. Now, again, I, I think this... And this whole card, like, when I was looking up... And I, I wrote my uh, preview article for BellyUpSports.com. Looking up the stats and everything like that. Like, this could be a very good card to tune into and, and, and watch. You know, there, there could be some 
I, I don't see a lot of decisions. I see a lot of knockouts and submission wins here. But for this fight, I'm going to go with uh, Christos Gigas. Um, I think I, I think I took him with a, a knockout win because most of his wins, he has better striking, and he has a lot of good power shots. So I'm, I'm hoping for, hoping for him to, to knock him out. Then for a featherweight bout, we have McQuan Armakani versus Chris Fishgold. Now these two, they had a press. Uh, press conference or whatever it was uh, earlier today and they're already uh, chirping at each other had to be broken up pushing shove and stuff like that so this you know that type of stuff usually does carry over into the ring for a, uh, a pretty good fight because the, the adrenaline and the tension that's where you're, you're going to release it so for this one I'm going Chris Fishgold after seeing that, I, I, I think he's going to try to knock him out. Um, I think in my article, I had him go into a decision, uh, wrestling him down to the ground and just working him over there, scoring points. But again, watching that confrontation between them two, I think uh, Fishgold may try to put uh, Macwan's head in the third row. So I'm going to go Chris Fishgold with a, a knockout. Then for the first uh, light heavyweight fight, we have Jimmy Manoa versus Alexander Rakic. Uh, again, when I was looking up these stats and everything, I didn't know Jimmy was as old as he was. Uh, I think it said 39. I thought he was early 30s. Um, unfortunately, he's been getting knocked out a lot lately. I think two of his last three fights, he uh, he's... The, the fight's been stopped due to knockout and Alexander has knockout power so I see this one being a standing fight and even though Manua has power I think the young buck with uh, in uh, Alexander I think he's going to catch him and, and, and knock uh, Jimmy back out and I think he's going to get the win there. Then for a co-main event, we have Vulcan Azdemir versus Ilar Latif. Both guys, like I said in my article, was are at a crossroads. Vulcan has a three-fight losing streak going ever since losing to Daniel Cromier for the light heavyweight belt. And Ilar Latif... He's one in three, or one in two in his last three fights, but he's also starting to get up there. He's like 36, 37 years old. Uh, he needs he needs this win badly. If he gets a win here, because I, I remember when he, he did go on a little run about a year or two ago, and they were talking about he may be up for a title shot, and then he ended up losing a couple, and now he's back down to reality per se. He may need two more wins to get into title contention again. And this wouldn't be a bad name to put on your resume. Because that's the other thing. With Vulcan, he has some names on his resume. He's Daniel Cromier, Anthony Smith, who's in the main event. You know, it's not like he was he lost to, you know, 15th ranked guys. He, he, he lost to 
top tier guys. Um, but I, I went with Vulcan just because of that. He has more experience, I think, with higher uh, risk fights. You know, I think if he loses here, he may be done with UFC. I can't see, I can't see how they can keep this guy with a four uh, fight losing streak when they just cut Elias Thordu after winning or after losing a, a split decision, losing one fight. He was on like a three or four fight win streak going into that fight, and they cut the guy loose. I, I don't understand that. Um, but for the main event. Main event, this I am excited for. And I really hope I'm home in time to see this fight. Um, because it's Alexander Gustafsson versus Anthony Smith. Both are coming off losses from John Jones. Unfortunately for Gustafsson, it was last year. Uh, it was the second fight that he fought with John Jones. And that fight got stopped by... Uh, punches for punches Anthony Smith lost by decision but I mean he did get uh, got beat up pretty good but I'll tell you what he, he he showed a lot of heart and I know he gained a lot of fans for that incident with John Jones uh, throwing the illegal knee Anthony Smith could have said he, he can't go on and would have won the belt but he said no he was fine and he lasted the whole fight. I really think this fight has potential to be up there with the Dan Henderson Shogun Rua fight, where both guys were exhausted by fifth round, but it was a brawl. Both Gustafsson and Smith can punch. Gustafsson, I think, has better grappling. But if they both decide to stand and, and bang, either this is going to be a war between the two, or I see Smith, and I'm, this is the pick I'm going with, Anthony Smith knocking out Gustafsson. Just because Smith has power, Gustafsson hasn't fought in a year. I always say when you're out of the ring for a year, you, you, you start getting rust. And I think that's what's going to happen to Gustafsson here. If that happens, if Smith, if Smith defeats Gustafsson, where does Alexander go? You know, you fought Jones twice. First match, everybody remembers that that was a that was a war and a half. Second fight, pretty much Jones ran through you. You know, you're uh, he's not old. I mean, he's probably 30 early 30s so he's still probably in his prime years but he's got to get active if he gets knocked out here i think he's got to have a quick turnaround and and fight you know one maybe two more times this year if he could but so those are my picks for this weekend's ufc fight night uh gustafson versus smith i think that's gonna be it for this week's MMA show uh, we're going to be back either tomorrow or Saturday depending on we're getting a lot of rain and tornadoes and stuff like that 
in our area. So me and Shoulders, we're not sure what day we're going to record, but we're going to record one of those days. Uh, head over to Twitter. Follow me at Jimbo ST Sports. Follow the show at ST Sports Podcast. Head over to YouTube. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel there. Head over to Belly Up Sports. Look for my articles. Look for any type of sports that you're into. Look, for, you know, look and read their, their articles. Um, we have some good merchandise over there. Stuff like that. But till tomorrow or this weekend. It's your good friend Jimbo, signing out.